All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. It's time to invest wisely with our expert Walt Sakira, who's the managing partner of the AKW Group here based in Akron. We're going to talk this half hour about how he invests their cli- his clients' money directly into individually owned stocks and custom-made portfolios designed for their particular needs. Yeah, questions about the market, how it's going, where it's going, give us a call this half hour at 330-673-1234 and talk to Walt Secura about your concerns and about your questions. Well, Walt, October is often a scary time for investors, and this October is turning out to be no different. You have to be a real investor, I think, to be uh, uh, sitting there and uh, not to be concerned about what's going on uh, on Wall Street. Yeah, Bob, it was a tough week for stocks uh, here in the end of October. We saw the start of the week. Uh, the S&P slipped and below its 200-day moving average by the end of the week. It was uh, it settled at 10.3% lower than our July 31st closing price. So that's, uh, you know, kind of a technical correction. Uh, we saw a lot of stocks uh, in retreat uh, during the week, you know, falling backwards in price. Uh, we saw some weaknesses across really every industry. I think the only industry uh, up last week, Bob Sector, was utilities, which was up 1.2 percent. Um, you know, there were some good earnings. Uh, you know, we looked at some big blue chip names like Verizon, Coca-Cola, uh, Raytheon, RTX, uh, General Electric, 3M, all came in with pretty good results. Uh, we have uh, still a lot of geopolitical angst out there, you know, worries about these tensions that are building in the Middle East and now the U.S., uh, you know, kind of uh, retaliating against just some attacks on some of its bases with the bombing there in, in Syria. And, you know, we just worry about how far that is going to go. It's another black swan that, you know, we continue to pay attention to. And then we saw the interest rates bouncing around. We saw that 10-year get up about 5%. But by the end of the week, we were down to 4.85 on the 10-year Treasury. It, it looks like from the political side, we finally got a Speaker of the House, uh, Mike Johnson, Republican out of Louisiana. Uh, so that puts some of that dysfunction to rest, at least for the for the short term. But for the week, Bob, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average lose 709 points. Uh, that's a decline of 2.1%. Year-to-date, that Dow Jones Industrial Average is now negative at negative 2.2%. Uh, the broader index, the S&P 500 index, was off 106 points, lost 2.5% for the week. And we dropped below 10% now. We're at 7.2% on the S&P 500 index. Uh, the NASDAQ fell off 2.6% for the week. Uh, year-to-date, the NASDAQ composite is still up 20.8%. Again, a lot of those uh, large-cap tech stocks still holding. And then uh, the Russell 2000, the small mid-cap stocks, we saw a loss of 2.6% for the week. And 
Year-to-date, that Russell 2000 is now negative 7.1%. Bob's going off a, a bad year even in 2022. So the small mid-cap stocks just have not been performing. But, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting here, Bob, again. We're, we're holding on to a positive year overall. And, you know, we're just trying to see if we can get through the year and, and get some better news as we go into 2024. And, you know, Walt, despite the angst in the market itself, the economy remains very strong. Through September, the economy is strong, which also concerns the folks that may be some continued high interest rates from the Fed to help uh, keep inflation down. But consumers fueled a 4.9% uh, annualized rise in the GDP. The primary inflation gauge, where the Fed slowed to a 2.4% annual rate from the 3.7% of the second quarter. Now, we know the Fed's goal is to have a rate of about 2% a year. They seem to be very close to that goal, so why are we still concerned about them having interest rates staying high? Well, it, it seems like some of those numbers still are a little bit sticky. Uh, we're, we're worrying about, you know, if the slowdown is going to continue or if we're going to see a, a resurgence of inflation. I think that's what the Fed's going to keep watching. As far as the data goes, um, you know, the really big GDP report, I mean, 4.9% growth uh, for the quarter, um, that's, that's a pretty high growth rate for our economy, way, way higher than uh, obviously anyone expected. Again, remember, we went into this year, everybody expecting a recession. And now you have, uh, you know, a 4.9% GDP rate, which is a really, really strong uh, growth for an economy our size. So there's just a lot of numbers that are, you know, contradicting each other. I think the Fed is still trying to figure out they're very data dependent here. Um, you know, I think they're kind of stuck. They they know that raising rates higher does put the economy at risk. But, uh, you know, I don't think they're ready to, to lower those rates either, Bob. So we'll continue to watch the data and see what actions they take as we, we head into next year. Now, considering how the market has been not doing as well as one would think, could should investors, investors start thinking about uh, lowering the risk? You know, bond rates, again, are going up because of the higher in interest rates. Uh, even CD rates seem to be getting more attractive. Should somebody out there be saying, well, maybe I should pull some money out of risk and put it into the safer areas? Well, we never really say across the board that everybody should lower risk. I think that's a, a personal decision. It's a one-on-one conversation. Uh, depending on how somebody is looking at the, the next five to 10 years. Again, not the next five to 10 months. I, I think that's the mistake people make. You know, it's risk on, risk off is, is often done in a short time frame, and that's that's a bad decision. Um, you know, now if your circumstances changed and, you know, you, you have a, a change in your budget or, you know, you, you feel like you can take some risk off the table for other reasons, sure. I, I mean, if it fits your financial plan, your retirement plan, your estate plan, Sure, it makes maybe it makes some sense here to take advantage of the higher rates, and you know maybe looking at the landscape of equities and saying, hey, you know, that for the next year things look pretty tenuous. But I think long-term investors, you have to you have to keep risk on. I mean, we're it's a risk management business. You're rewarded for taking risk, and I think there's risk worth taking. So again, and I don't think uh, you know just this general thought process that everybody should be taking risk out of their portfolio is, is a good way to approach investing. Uh, for those that can take risk, you continue to take it. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. Time for the Trends and Insights section of the show. Walt does a lot of reading and research and always urging listeners to think for themselves. And there's a lot of interesting data he comes across and like to share with us this uh, particular morning. The National Retail Federation has predicted that Halloween spending this year will reach a record $12.2 billion, surpassing the 2022 record of $10.6 billion. The average American... 
has a budget of $108 for Halloween supplies, costumes, and candy. The average household Halloween candy budget is about $32. I think I exceeded that by three, but then again, we're quite generous at Halloween time. So people like Halloween. Oh, they do, Bob. You know, we're we're a culture. Uh, you know, the U.S. the USA is built on these traditions and holidays, and you know, spending continues to be strong. Again, this is one of the data points that we look at. You know, consumer spending continues to be strong, and uh, this this Halloween surpassed uh, last year's, and and that's a good sign for as as we head into the holiday season. Now, candy itself, candy unit volume sales for single-serve bars and those multi-packs are slowing this quarter, going into Halloween versus the same time a year ago. Of course, there have been price increases for candy. Overall, the average volume decreased by about 8.4%, but candy prices went up more than 16%. I think this is a trend we're seeing across a lot of products, especially here in candy, that you know, prices are increasing dramatically, Bob. I mean, if you if you look at prices out there, you, you're still feeling it. And again, this plays back into those inflation numbers that we're talking about. So, uh, these these candy makers, you know, they're going to make their profits, and they're doing it through higher prices this year. And uh, we found that there, the candy.com has a, a list out of the ten most popular candies of 2023. Walt, what are those uh, candies that enlighten our sweet tooths? Yeah, we'll go. We'll go in reverse order. So, number ten is Snickers. Number nine is the Hershey bar. Uh, number eight is candy corn. Number seven, Hershey kisses. Uh, six is Starburst. Five is the Sour Patch Kids. Four is the Skittles. Three is the Hot Tamales. Number two is the M and M's, and number one is the Reese's Cups. All right, we have a big bowl of that uh, of that candy corn here that somebody keeps replenishing, and I keep eating it as we're talking. So I don't know, that's probably not good for you, but boy, it sure sure is a treat here at Halloween time. Home mortgage payments are also fifty two percent higher on average compared to apartment rents. The widest gap in those two figures since nineteen ninety six. And again, with higher mortgage rates um, and, and prices really shooting up over the past you know couple of years, we we see. Uh, the cost of a home, as far as the budget goes, is is really expensive. Um, you know, apartments uh, actually are a little better deal. I mean, if if you can go that route, but again, everybody wants a home, and uh, a lot of competition out there for home purchasing. And again, sets up well for home builders, and you know, those that continue to develop, uh, you know, the the need for these homes and can do it through incentives. And so, the home builders, uh, there's there's some good opportunities out there in some of the home building stocks. Now, with that big UAW strike, see, I'm eating candy corn right now. In that big UAW strike, Ford has reached an agreement with the UAW, kind of acquiescing to the demands, raising wages 25% over the next four and a half years, making the new top pay per hour under the new pack some $40 an hour. Kind of, again, going back to the heyday of the car industry and the workers back in the 1960s. Yeah, it's good to see the strike, you know, maybe coming to an end here, but... uh... You know, it's going to be tough on these automakers. Uh, labor costs are going to be really higher, and I think we're going to have to really pay attention to the profitability um, of these automakers as we go forward. It's, it's why it's such a tough industry to invest in, Bob. I mean, I think you can see trends as far as sales and prices, but costs continue to go up, and, and that makes profits tough. So uh, we'll have to watch and see how it impacts all the different automakers. And, of course, uh, last week in more auto news, the automakers here, the big ones, have uh, said they're going to be scaling back on their ambitious plans to electrify uh, most of their fleet, citing the fact that the sales figures for electric vehicles have not been uh, as robust as they had suspected. 
Yeah, and also the leader, you know, Tesla is very aggressive in lowering prices, which is, you know, put a crunch on some of these EV makers. You know, I everybody jumped in thinking this was kind of like the, you know, magic elixir of, of the auto industry. But, you know, Tesla is a price leader said, hey, you know, they kept dropping prices, which makes it harder for the new entrants to uh, find profitability in their EV offerings. So a uh, very interesting dynamic that's going on there in EVs. And uh, estimating the price of natural gas for heating this winter is expected to be 21% lower from last year as a result of warmer weather and apple supplies. So you might not see that if you go to the Ohio.gov website and look at those apples-to-apples comparisons. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch this trend. You know, last year we had a very light winter. Uh, We'll have to see how this winter shapes up and, and as we move forward and, you know, how these prices, you know, continue to evolve as we go, uh, regulations, you know, our, our own, uh, you know, energy policies here and what's going on over in the Middle East. Uh, it'll make very interesting times for energy overall, and, and obviously natural gas is one that we'll have to pay attention to. And now it's time to move on to Stock Talk with Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron. A time for you to give us a call and ask Walt about any particular stock issue that you're intrigued by, whether you own it or like to buy it or like to sell it. Give us a call again at our number, 330-673-1234. We're outside of Akron, listening on WNR.com, 800-669-4100. And take advantage of Walt's many years of experience in buying and selling stocks. They haven't get some good advice on that particular stock that you are interested in. Well, according to the uh, fact set, earnings scorecard, 49% of the S&P 500 companies have reported their earnings uh, of those companies have reported a positive EPS surprise. 62% have reported a positive revenue surprise. It's been a good quarter so far, Bob, and a lot of good earnings coming in. Again, you got to remember, they were all lowered, you know, over the course of the year. Analysts were bringing down expectations. So, you know, a little bit more favorable comparisons for a lot of companies. But we're seeing some good reports. And and as we said, you know, some of the big uh, blue chip companies out there are putting up some good numbers and uh, showing some competitiveness is, uh, you know, battling a lot of challenges, uh, you know, big picture challenges with the economy and, you know, all the geopolitical uh, issues that are going on out there. We continue to see some good results out there from select companies. Now, Microsoft, which is a long-term holding in your core equity portfolio, really trounced their earnings the overall EPS rose 27%, revenue of 13% to $56.5 billion, the third straight quarter of accelerating growth for both. So what do you see from Microsoft results, and are you considered yourself still bullish on this uh, now classic American stock? Yeah, we really like Microsoft, um, Bob. It's been a long-term holding, as you said, in our core equity portfolio. We, we continue to see us holding this stock um, a lot of positives from the quarter. You know, they, they showed some real leadership in AI. I mean, it's still a very small percentage of overall revenue and profits, but uh, they definitely have a real offering, and, you know, they're, they're kind of leading the charge ahead. Uh, they have the Activision, um, you know, uh, purchase completed, which will add about $6 billion in revenue uh, as, we, as we go forward into the estimates. So I think there's good upside here for, for Microsoft, um, super strong numbers, and, you know, a company that generates a tremendous amount of free cash flow and, uh, you know, strong dividend. Uh, they grow their dividend. Again, a lot of reasons to like Microsoft here and continue to be a holder. Amazon, another long-term holding in your core equity portfolio. It has an impressive third quarter that led to a strong move in that stock. So what do you see from Amazon's results? Are they still prime for you? 
Yeah, you know, we continue to like Amazon. And again, it was a good quarter, a quarter we needed to see. Um, you know, profitability continues. It was impressive. Uh, a lot of good free cash flow coming into the, the company here. Um, and again, we, we saw the growth rate and uh, their web services division continues to be strong. Um, again, lots of reasons to like Amazon, I think, as you look out as an investor. Um, again, a lot of people are pulling back on these large cap tech stocks and, uh, you know, maybe selling, taking some profits, worried about interest rates going up. But, you know, in the short run, that three to five month time frame, maybe that's the right decision. But I'll tell you, in the three to five year time frame, we want to own Amazon.com and we'll continue to be a holder because uh, we, we continue to think long term, Bob. Another big tech stock, Google. Parents of Alphabet reported last uh, last week their third quarter EPS grew forty six percent, gross revenue up eleven percent to seventy six point six nine billion, beating uh, both their expectations there. Over the cloud revenue uh, slowed slightly and uh, more than expected. So therefore, the price of Google Alphabet stock tumbled. So if that uh, price fall, does that make this a small opportunity to buy Alphabet? Uh, we like Alphabet, you know, and again, the, the weakness, the, the drop-off here, again, when you, when you talk about slowing growth, I mean, their cloud offering only grew at 23% compared to the 29% of Microsoft's offering, but 23% growth is still pretty impressive, Bob. And uh, again, you know, you look at the stock, it was trading up around 141 just a couple months ago, and now we're down into the 122 range, and again, still really strong numbers coming in here. You know, 11% revenue growth for the quarter, 76.7 billion over 69.1 billion, 42% profit growth. Yeah, I think it's a good time to look at uh, Google as as a potential offering and, and you know an add to a portfolio. I, I think these large cap stock tech stocks are well positioned for the next three to five years, and you know I continue to be a buyer across the board. Meta platforms with their Facebook and Instagram uh, services for the older Internet <laughs> cruiser. Uh, they did see their earnings skyrocket. Revenue grew 23% to over $34 billion, beating their uh, their views amid some very strong ad sales growth. But their uh, other numbers guided slightly below their fourth quarter revenue uh, lookout. So would this be a time to consider Meta platform as a buy? Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing I said with Google. I mean, if you if you want to be an owner here, it's a good time to take a look at the stock. I think it's a pretty good entry point. I mean, again, the stock was trading at 330 a couple months ago. We're we're under 300. We're back to 296. You look at the quarter as you just said, Bob, up 23% in revenue, 34.1 billion over 27.7 billion. Profit growth was up 168%. Uh, companies done a lot to get their cost structures in line and. Uh, yeah, they're going to be a leader. I mean, again, they got a huge platform of people. When you talk about their social network, 3.8 billion uh, people across the apps connected. Uh, when you think of Facebook, Instagram, uh, the Messenger, WhatsApp, I mean, there's there's a lot of connectivity here, uh, communication that goes on, sharing of people's lives. Uh, we we like meta platforms, and again, they're they're kind of heading forward in the AI as well, and. A lot of interesting things that they're continuing to develop and work on. So, again, these large-cap tech stocks, I think, are still going to be winners as we look out over the next three to five years. Intel also beat their expectations. And uh, folks who were thinking that maybe these were numbered for Intel, so to speak, uh, really kind of turning around now. Yeah, it was it was nice to see. I mean, a good quarter from Intel. Again, they, they got caught kind of on the computing processing side. and 
uh, they've they've made a lot of investments and they're trying to compete and you know kind of get into the AI uh, game as well and uh, getting their cost structures in place. We talk about some of the new fabrication facilities that they they're building and bringing online. A lot of positive developments here, and the stock had a really nice week, had a nice pop, and again, quarter looked a lot better than it had from the last couple quarters. Another co-equity portfolio holding in your AKW portfolios is ExxonMobil. One of those energy stocks, they uh, missed their earnings, but they certainly have a lot of cash as oil prices remained high. Yeah, as long as oil remains high, Bob, and, I, and we don't see it coming down, especially with the disruption going over in the Middle East, you, you just got to kind of look look at this and say this is the place that you want to have some money positioned. Um, ExxonMobil is a leader, um, you know, and I think overall, if you look at over over the next couple of years, I think they will continue to uh, grow. Uh, they, uh, you know, pay a lot in dividends. Uh, they've had a strong dividend policy, 40 years of raising their dividends. Um, uh, their their growth rate has been good, and and again, you know, it's it's the kind of stock that we we like to own. Uh, so it's uh, been in that core equity portfolio, and I, I don't see it going anywhere for the, for the next couple of years. Other oil giant Chevron is going to buy their longtime competitor Hess Oil for some $53 billion. That comes a couple of weeks after ExxonMobil is going to pay $60 billion for the Permian shale giant Pioneer Natural Resources. Is there a concern here that these oil companies are going to get, going to get too big and, uh, and monopolize the industry? Well, they're, they're big already, and they continue to get bigger. And again, it shows that they see opportunities in some of these energy stocks. You know, I mean, when they're going out and make acquisitions, they're telling you that there's there's uh, some lower prices and some opportunities that investors should be thinking about. So uh, it just supports our thesis that, you know, energy is one of those sectors that you want to have some money positioned in uh, as you look out, especially in the short run. As we were talking earlier, this year the small mid-cap portfolio have not, has not been a particularly energetic place to be. As we said, the Russell 2000 has lost 20% in 2022. They went into negative territory this year, now down minus 7.1%. Uh, once the darling of the investors are small and mid-cap stocks, they still have a place today in uh, someone's portfolio. Hey, do, Bob. Um, you know, this is a portfolio that we continue to believe in. Uh, I know it's hard when you know, you keep looking at statements and you see prices going down. But again, we look at a lot of these small mid-cap companies and we know they have a lot of growth ahead of them and their prices are cheap. Um, so if you don't have exposure to small mid-cap, this is a time to really look. I mean, if you're ever going to get some exposure, you want to do it when prices are lower and prices are definitely low. Um, you know, uh, it, it makes sense. I mean, smaller companies are more impacted by economic slowdowns. Uh, they're more impacted by higher interest rates because they probably have some debt on their balance sheet. So it makes sense why we see these small mid-cap stocks falling in value. But, again, it creates opportunities. Like I said, this is the time you want to take a look. And, you know, we have a lot of confidence in our portfolio, our small mid-cap portfolio, as we look out over the future. What uh, what particular small mid-cap sectors do you think will be the most uh, profitable at this point in the future? You know, Bob, we, we like tech. You know, we, we look at, uh, you know, I think we've mentioned some of the tech stocks like, uh, you know, Fortinet, and I think we've mentioned Zscaler. Um, you know, we, we like some companies like uh, Crocs have been in here for a long time. Um, you know, uh, again, lots lots of opportunities here across the board. Ferrari has been a long-term holding in our uh, small mid-cap portfolio. That's been a really strong automaker. Uh, you know, it has found some profitability because of the uh, fluent uh, customer that it services. So 
It's a, it's an interesting portfolio. I think we have about 25 stock positions currently in the small but cap portfolio. And again, a lot a lot of good opportunities there that we like. Now, if anybody else would like to talk with you about stocks, like we do here every Sunday morning on WNIR, can they uh, contact you directly during the week and just uh, kind of chat with you on the phone? Absolutely. Give us a call. I'm there. Kevin's there. Allison's there. Abby's there. We're all willing to talk. And, uh, you know, Kevin does a great job. We we have some really great research at Baird, and uh, we can definitely send some things out free of charge to start a relationship, you know, try to see if we can uh, develop something that uh, would be more meaningful as far as a relationship goes. So never hesitate to give us a call. We're always willing to help. And again, the number is 234-466-7476 here in Fairlaw. 234-466-7476 for the AKW Group and Walt Secure and his team. As we said, they are really full-service financial advisors, a wealth management group. They do a lot more than just to pick stocks and manage the portfolios for their clients. Uh, if anything really concerns you about your finances, uh, again, you can give them a call and they can talk about retirement plans. They can talk about, uh, again, saving for retirement, all kinds of other issues, too. And if you have a small business, they can also talk to you about that, how to handle handle the business uh, that you have and put the, your money to the best use in that particular business. There's a lot of things you can do for your clients out there. There is, Bob. And, and you know, we talk a lot about stocks here on the show. It's something that, you know, you and I have developed over the years. But, again, we are a full-service wealth management firm. Uh, Robert W. Barrett is a, is a great company, a lot of intellectual capital, a lot of resources. Um, if you have a question about your money, uh, we, we can probably help you out. And, we also have a great uh, network of attorneys and accountants and other professionals in the area uh, that if we need to get involved, we can we can build a really strong team. If you have a team and you're looking for a financial advisor, we, we work really well with, with other professionals. So, um, you know, a lot of opportunities to, uh, to build some meaningful relationships with, with our clients. Again, the local number for the AKW Group is 234-466-7476. Told free, call them at 844 844- Three eight eight four nine five three. Now you got some got some things going on this month at the AKW Group. In fact, you have your website has been updated. The website is akwgroup.bairdwealth.com. So, what have you done to spiffy up that website? Oh, it looks better, Bob. We we kind of brought it up to current day. Um, Abby did a great job redesigning our website, and uh, on that website, we we have a cl- a button there you can click. It says here the difference. It uh, Kind of a tribute to our show, Bob, which uh, started back in 2018. As a matter of fact, I think we're on show 241, episode 241 today. Um, we're really proud of the relationship we've had with you and WNIR. And, uh, you know, it, this is really a great opportunity for us to bring meaningful uh, information to, uh, you know, people that are interested, but also to a lot of our clients that are listening to the show. We, we have a lot of clients that tell us, hey, listen every week. Uh, it's an easy way for them to get an update. Uh, Again, we're pretty transparent. You know, what you see is what you get. Uh, we're not afraid to talk about what we do, and I think it's been a great relationship to, to work with you, Bob. Wow, episode 241. Well, it only feels like it's been 240, you know, over these years. But it's a great great joy to do the, the show with you. I enjoy it. I'm sure our listeners do, too. And now it's uh, available worldwide. Again, to the website, akwgroup.bairdwealth.com, and you can uh, hear those past shows and that's a that's kind of cool so we got another another pretty big week coming up october is going to blend itself into november uh what do we see see that's going to be happening this week that's going to be interesting to you well bob we'll continue to watch earnings reports um you know a lot of good ones this week we got apple and starbucks that are in our core equity portfolio we got a lot of those small mid-cap stocks like uh 
uh, Crocs, uh, Ferrari, LNG, um, Chenier, uh, Fortinet, all reporting, as well as other companies we're interested in, like McDonald's, Caterpillar, Amgen, Etsy. Uh, well, we, you know, that's what we do, Bob. I mean, we were in there every day working hard, looking for opportunities. And then, uh, you know, our team works uh, with, with people's plans. And, you know, whether they're uh, in the early stages, retirement or elderly, you know, dealing with, uh, uh, you know, issues that uh, elder people deal with. We, we deal with all the issues and continue to help people every day. So it's it's really a pleasure, Bob. We're, we're very fortunate um, to work with uh, a lot of successful people and uh, we love what we do. We have a real passion for what we do. We enjoy it. Again, the AKW Group is in Fairlawn at the 3875 Embassy Parkway there in the Waterford Building. Their local number is 234-466-7476. Walt Secure and his team. You can always email them at uh, wsecure at rwbear.com. Or uh, check out that, uh, again, that, uh, that new uh, uh, website, akwgroup.bairdwealth.com. Wealth.com. You can find out more there, including the archive versions of uh, links to the podcast of this broadcast here. And uh, again, learn more about his team and about the folks that work there that are ready to work for you at the AKW Group here in Akron. 234-466-7476. Walt Sukira. He is indeed the managing partner of Akron's AKW Group. Call them locally at 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476. Four six six seven four seven six, and when you do, tell him you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron. Walt, good talking to you. We'll talk to you again next Sunday. Have yourself a happy Halloween this week. Thanks, Bob. You too. Hi, Mr. Sunday, Bob Lewis. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed: Amazon.com symbol AMZN, Amgen Inc. symbol AMGN, Apple Inc. symbol AAPL, Caterpillar Inc. symbol CAT. Chevron Texaco Corporation, symbol CVX. Etsy Inc., symbol ETSY. Chenier Energy Inc., symbol LNG. Crocs, symbol CROX. ExxonMobil Corporation, symbol XOM. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. Fortinet Inc., symbol FTNT. General Electric, symbol GE. General Motors, symbol GM. Alphabet Inc., symbol GOOGL. Hershey Company, symbol HSY. Hess Corporation, symbol HES. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. Coca-Cola Corporation, symbol KO. McDonald's Corporation, symbol MCD. Meta Platforms, Inc., symbol META. 3M Company, symbol MMM. The Procter & Gamble Company, symbol PG. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Pioneer Natural Resources Company, symbol PXD. Ferrari NV, symbol R-A-S-E. RTX, symbol RTX. Starbucks Corporation, S-B-U-X. Tesla Inc., symbol T-S-L-A. Verizon Communications, symbol V-Z. And Z-Scaler, symbol Z-S. Please note that Robert W. Barron and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.